Welcome, everybody, to this episode of the Cinephile Files. I appreciate you joining me. Now, today we're going to be talking about the movie Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe Origins, which I just don't understand why we can't leave fucking shit alone. We can't do it right. Why are we why are we still digging deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into a fucking shithole? I'm not saying that the G.I. Joe franchise is a shithole when it comes to the you know the comic books, the cartoons, and all that. I'm saying that movies we we tried twice, didn't didn't fucking do well. You know, progressively is getting worse. And so you go, you know, I think if we take one of the characters that never shows his face and is the most badass and loved character of this entire uh, series. And if we just take him and give him an origin and do all this shit that is unnecessary, you know, I think people will like it. No, no, because you're not going to do it well. People will like it if you did it well. We all like well-made movies. We do. But... That's not what Hollywood's doing anymore. Hollywood is absolutely fucking garbage. Absolutely garbage. So, no, please stop doing that because I don't know if I want to Quentin Tarantino this and tell you my feelings in the beginning before we even go through it, but I'm going to let you know it's not that great. Um, so, movie starts off already with... Absolutely just the shittiest. Okay, so the intro is, of course, they have to set the dynamic and they do the the cliched, like, you need to let the audience know with character development, the relationship between two characters in some sort of way. And a lot of times they do it in a unique way, but Hollywood... And writers sometimes just slap it on you and don't give a fuck. And it just seems so unnatural. This one's not too bad with the fact that it's obvious that this is a son and a dad, even though they don't really look alike. They kind of do. They kind of do. I, I can I can see it. But they had to have the line that says, dad. Yeah, we get it. But it was just I hate when they do that. Like, it's almost... Like, we have to figure out a way, uh, just shove it in here real quick. Like, why can't we just write it in uh, for a while? Why does it have to be so quick? That's what I'm wanting. I want to I want to watch a movie where the character's relationship naturally and slowly develops into, oh, I get it, father-son. The movie starts off right away, and they have to do the typical the audience is too stupid to figure it out move by having the younger character say the word dad. So you know that the older gentleman is his dad and not just some creepy camp counselor who stole him. Obviously that's his father son. And do you not trust that we're smart enough to figure that out or have a way to like, maybe do it a little bit later. And so it's a little bit more natural. You just tell, I was just like, when are they going to do it? When are they going to come out with it? Then boom, dad, yeah, that, this one isn't as bad as I've seen, so I'll give it credit. These writers actually did a pretty, pretty decent job. So anyways, in the beginning, you have the, you know, the tragic story of how, 
he i don't know if i want to do too many spoilers but basically character development of his motivation which is super frustrating at times because the kid you know stands up for his dad but then eventually runs anyway so he did nothing so it's like why did you do anything if when you were told to run you ran but yet when you were told to hide and stay away you didn't hide it's just weird how that they're kids are weird i get it so obviously they set up the whole cannon and then the first fight scene when you come into it the first action scene they try to start right off with action is the most jarring uncomfortable and i don't mean uncomfortable like isn't i think they were trying to artistically make you feel uncomfortable in this fight scene but it's bad really bad terribly shot and terribly edited together it's just absolutely terrible the fight scene is garbage this entire movie is a disrespect not only to action movies but it shits on all martial arts movies as it pretends and tries to be a martial arts movie which it should being that snake eyes is a martial arts fighting beast he is his character is the best for that exact reason and they shit on his grave because they killed him in this fucking movie. It's absolutely terrible. Why would you hire Henry Golding, a fucking pretty boy actor, for an action movie? And I know he did a lot of training, but he fucking... Either they didn't give him a, sh a chance to show it, or he sucks dick and they had to fucking edit around it. But this is absolutely terrible. It was unwatchable. This first fight scene, too close, up and gritty, and then the weird editing and low angles. like It's just fucking terrible. I don't know what they were trying to do here, but create enjoyable cinema was not it. It was so bad. And then you have the plot of him being a part of a gang, or he joins a gang because he his motivation, again, it keeps going back to his motivation of finding his dad, and that's a big weak point in it of his life is that that's all he does is he's trying to, you know, let out his frustrations that he lost his dad. And of course they skip 30 years from his childhood. So they don't really let you know any of his childhood. They just go right to the fight scene and then they're, they jump into him joining this gang so he can get closer to five finding his dad. And they have this, Fish scene, of course, where they set up this dynamic between two characters where the guy's being shitty to him, which obviously means that they're going to have a, a bigger relationship because it's just unbear. It's just it's so obvious what they're doing. Like when you set up a character and he's just a dick for absolutely no reason, you know that they're going to either become best friends or mortal enemies. But there, there's just no reason to have obviously him shit on him for no reason. And then, of course, they have a circle. And they're talking about the next plot move is somebody's a traitor in the gang. And because you just set up the dynamic of the guy who is being an asshole to our protagonist, it's obvious that when they circle, they point at the the outsider, the, the new guy, which is so obvious that it's not him. So then who else is it? It's the other guy we just met. It's such a it's such a dumb move by the writers is you bring attention to this person and then you're trying to have a twist. No, you just had us bring attention to him so we know it's going to be him. Like I get foreshadowing. This is another thing I think I'm seeing in cinema is that the foreshadowing is getting so blatantly obvious that it's ruining twists and surprises. 
that's the thing is when you have a subtle like undertone and also this twist is too fast like we just met this guy and we're supposed to like care who cares but they try to make it like this big deal and so i think they're not maybe trying to move this movie too fast they're skipping ahead really like quickly and then all of a sudden out of nowhere you know this this guy who was just being treated like shit by him the main character he has a chance to kill him and he doesn't so there's a lot of character development there that he's you know he's not a killer at the end of the day but then also he randomly helps him escape which then you eventually realize is because of a secondary twist another twist which i also saw coming because again what other reason would this guy have to help him out of fucking nowhere this dude just he like they set up this relationship that this dude is thinks he's better than him and shits on this the main character so why would he help him out of nowhere to escape obviously it's because he's trying to get close to him because the other guy that just it was obvious that there was a twist coming and that it had something to do with that he had was trying to get information from him i didn't realize that he was like some big you know future leader of a a dojo and a i want to say tribe but i know it's not tribe fuck a family he he's inherited he's like family royalty into a i'll say tribe whatever so then we go into another action scene and this one again is absolutely disgusting the editing is poor they're working around the fact that these actors don't know what the fuck they're doing henry golden cannot act and they're like rushing through these uh action scenes and when you realize it you're like how can these two <laughs> actually now realizing it you're like how can these two fight through these two people fight through like 40 different people and then you realize at the end that they actually want them to get away so he can get closer and then betray him later so this kind of makes sense now that i think about it i was so frustrated at that scene so i think it's stupid though because what they did is they just rode around action scenes they're like oh we want action but we want to kind of explain why it's bad <laughs> and they i guess they did a great job with you know having shitty opportunities or um shitty actors when it comes to fighting because the choreography and the fighting in this is just absolutely terrible like they they're teasing that they want to be a martial arts movie and it's almost like it's just a slap in the face it's like cultural appropriation almost i don't believe that's a real thing but here would be the closest thing because they want you to feel like it's a an asian martial arts movie but they're not doing anything to pay respects or honor that industry and culture because i grew up with jackie chan jet lee bruce lee all of the legends and i've seen the best choreography and some of the best fight scenes ever so when i watch this it makes me want to throw up in my fucking mouth so they obviously he helped save them so now they're closer and you're sitting there going this is obviously going to be twisted he's not there for the right reasons it's fucking obvious everything's moving way too fast and he's getting like he really wants him into the family and it's like no there's something bigger here 
So eventually you find out that Double Cross, he was, of course, set up to infiltrate and get something. And then you have, of course, he has to prove himself. And you have these cheesy ass scenes where it's obvious what's going to happen is he's going to figure it out last minute and he's going to move on. He's going to move on. That's why it's almost annoying that in some movies you don't really feel like they set up a a story where you believe there's any other outcome. I think that's the frustrating thing, too, is you know how it's going to turn out because it's pretty obvious. And with that, when there's an obvious storyline and writing, you need great acting. And you need great action so you can ignore it. And neither of those things are happening here. So you don't ignore it. So you just sit here. And I got halfway through this movie and I almost didn't want to. I didn't care if I finished it. That's how fucking slow it was. How terrible it was. I don't give a shit about these characters. Made Snake Eyes character fucking boring as shit. Again, and you have Henry Golding in here because he's supposedly a great fucking actor. But there's not one scene where I feel like, oh, man, that was great acting. No, what you did, you hired him because he's a pretty boy. And all these girls are going to want to see him all over there running around. And then also you have this fame that he has. It's just a fame grab. You're not actually wanting to produce the best movie. You just want to get the most people in the theater to watch your shitty movie. They should have fucking. This is what I hate in cinema is that they get the opportunity to actually hire like a good actor who's really good at martial arts and a decent actor, I should say a a good martial artist who can do all the action scenes and make it incredible help with the choreography and all of that. And then acting you, you as a director, you bring out his acting skills. That's how Jean-Claude Van Damme, that's how all these motherfuckers got started and they're incredible. And they made, you know, of course, it was of the 90s, so they were great 90s movies, but that's how all these people got started. Steven Seagal, Chuck Norris, they all were amazing at martial arts, and then they grew their acting skills. And obviously, none of them are amazing actors, but neither would this motherfucker. Yet he couldn't do the other side of it. So he brought nothing to the table. I know how exciting it was. If you were like, hey, you, you're going to get to you know play Snake Eyes, oh, fuck yeah, I would definitely do that 100%. And so I definitely get why he did it, but I don't think he understood the risk it was because the fact that he couldn't do it now, he just shit on that character's entire fucking ethos and just, he just didn't do the character justice. And so Another thing that's annoying is, so he goes to the, he's trying to prove he wants to be a part of this uh, family now. He's going to be one of the family as he, his now friend who was his enemy, who is trying to, you know, infiltrate and betray. He obviously has only child syndrome and he wants a brother so bad that he's like trying to force him into the family. So he's not, he can have like a friend. And so with that, He's just pushing and pushing and pushing into it to get this person that he just met into his family. And through this, they're doing ninja tests, like I said. But what is super frustrating is multiple times while he's wearing his full full ninja outfit, in the middle of it, he'll take his mask off, which a ninja would never fucking do. 
And also, I don't think any normal person would do. I guess because you could argue he's like, he's not a ninja. He doesn't know any better. Blah, blah, blah. No, it's because it's Henry fucking Golding and he needs his face all over the place because he's getting paid millions of dollars. So they want him to fucking take his mask off at every opportunity when it would make no sense. You want to be, you want to be hidden. You want to be anonymous. You, it's so fucking annoying when they do that to characters because of the actor. That's why I love Ryan Reynolds with entire fucking heart. He is an amazing dude because he played Deadpool and he didn't need his face through the majority of the movie. He actually held the character to a high standard and he did it right. And that's why that movie made so much and why people love that movie. This movie is fucking garbage. And then you don't even get to see his full outfit. Like the, what hip, his actual fucking outfit. That's like at the, well, first of all, it's like Wolverine Origins when Deadpool didn't even wear his costume. And that was the worst iteration of any comic book character ever. And that was garbage. That's kind of what they did here with the fact that they didn't introduce his actual suit suit until the very end because they want you to watch a sequel. Fuck that. This movie will not will hopefully have not have a sequel and definitely shouldn't have a sequel because it's not good at all. And the whole thing with Snake Eyes is I'm pretty sure he had no race. I don't think he had a race. He had a Japanese sword. But I'm a, uh, I'm almost positive he has his all of his stuff was like white. I know he was trained, you know, at some military bases over in like Vietnam or Southeast Asia. But at no point, I don't think they even gave him a race. It, it I don't think it does because his name and all that stuff and he wears a mask the entire time. So you never see his race. So he doesn't have a race, yet they decided to make him Asian, which I guess is okay. Like, why would you make him Asian? Do you just assume because he knows martial arts that he's Asian? Um, Or is it because you don't think there's enough Asian representation? Because at some point, I don't even know why they did that, because originally it was played by Ray Park. And Ray Park was amazing. And you know why? Because he is an actual martial artist. He is been Darth Maul. He's been behind the scenes of so many different characters that you love, but he just doesn't take credit because he doesn't need it. He he's in it for the martial arts. He's in it and he's absolutely crazy, fucking amazing. So they should have fucking made him an act. They should have gave it back to Ray Park. The fact that he lost his his role because of the fact he wasn't Asian is, you know, kind of racist because it's not like snake eyes is Asian from my understanding. I could be wrong. You know, maybe out of nowhere, they, in one of the, you know, iterations of GI Joe, they all of a sudden made him Asian out of nowhere. But from my understanding, he's not. So they could have had Ray Park do this and he would have fucking crushed it. He would have been absolutely amazing. And he wouldn't have needed to, you know, take his mask down all the time and do stuff that just makes no sense to the character or ninja culture. It just is stupid, but they did. So you see his face all the fucking time. And then of course, with the super woke progressiveness, when you get to the family, of course it's run by women. Of course it is like the likelihood of that. Uh, I'm sorry to say, but I, I can't, I'm going to do further research, but I, I don't, I truly don't believe it's fucking likely. 
Like, of course, the grandma is the last one alive, which that's likely. But then the fact that your head of security is a woman, too. And then they make a little slide comment like he assumes she's something like a servant and he's the he- she's the head of the security. So obviously that's like a oh, toxic masculinity. Oh, look at him being a chauvinist pig thinking that she can't be the head of security when she is like that's fucking this movie just has pandering progressive bullshit all over it, which is obviously suffers the movie because she's not great at martial arts either. And her character isn't that great and it's not realistic all their fight scenes her and the grandma fight and it's it's so bad because they you can't choreography around those people you have to like work it to make sense like one time the at one time grandma takes a flag and does some weird shit and it's so bad so bad the fight scenes are just absolutely terrible in here the actors are like standing around doing the i hate the cliched standing around waiting for their turn to fucking fight and then they're like doing weird things in the background to ex- you can just tell they're trying way too hard to make these people look the way that they are trying to portray them as badass warriors it's just absolutely terrible so he, he of course goes through his training fucking thing and slowly but surely the head of security who doesn't trust him is trying to find out if he's, you know, not of pure intentions and tries to catch him in the act because she doesn't want him here. And so she's constantly trying to do it and they're off fighting. And then all of a sudden you get introduced to, let's see here. This is another thing too, is a they have a random black dude here. They had to throw a black guy in there. He's a token black guy and he's blind. So a token blind black man is somehow a part of this tribe out of nowhere in the middle of Asia. Like, come on people. What the fuck are we trying to do? Like, I get it. You want to include people of all different races. I get it, but come on. Like now we're just going to have it make no sense. I know technically, if you want to think about it, like this is based on a comic book, but it's a realistic comic book where all these people don't have superpowers. So it's not like it's a crazy fantasy world. It's based in reality. And this is pretty fucking all of the, the world they set up is so unfucking realistic. It's insane. And that's what GI Joe. I think people love about GI Joe is it feels real. It feels like this is a real world thing. And just to sit there and see all these different things it's just absolutely ridiculous. And then you find out the the two other G.I. Joe characters they introduce are the, like, only two female characters. Like, you have one female on the good side. And I, I'm, I'm going to look up her character name because I didn't really learn it. And then you have the Baroness. Like, you have actual, the big, oh, my God. Like, you have so many fucking villains. So many villains you could do. And you just decide to do the female Baroness because you are trying to get as many females into this. And then they fucking, and the reason why probably is for this, uh, they did the same thing in Marvel. The whole, like all the females come together for this one moment of all female empowerment. We're all going to team together. So they do a fucking team up where the, the, uh, the grandma, the Baroness and the other, American uh, character who I'm looking up right now doing a terrible job of it. I'm, I'm moving as fast as I can. They all like band together and they have this scene where it's them versus like tons of guys 
and they're like, yeah, let's, let's do this. So it looks like the character is called Scarlet. So basically, obviously, they just try to shove as many women in this as possible, and it just is so fucking annoying that they're trying to hard. That's the thing is, I like Columbiana. Columbiana is an amazing film about a badass woman, a badass female protagonist who kicks fucking ass, and she's incredible. That is a great character. They didn't force it. It was great written. It wasn't trying. Now they're just trying way too hard and pandering, and it's just fucking ridiculous. And then when they all came together and it was women versus men, it's just so fucking bad. It was so bad, and it's just so stupid because you know it now. If you're when you when you realize this shit, you just watch movies now, and you're like, they did that because of this. They don't. This actually doesn't fit into the fucking story at all. This makes absolutely no sense. This is absolutely dumb. Absolutely fucking dumb. This is just terrible. And wow. Ron Tomatoes gave it 37%. I think that's pretty high. <laughs> that's pretty generous. Fucking so bad. How can it's crazy because the other two were bad. This one's worse. This one's absolutely worse than the other two. So anyways, let me get back to it. So yeah, they're trying to figure out there's a subplot of him you know where are we at here sorry i'm trying to load this movie and it's not loading that well so he pulls in and that's where we meet the baroness and they were all talking about you have three days to get me the jewel and they're all of this jam so he's going through the last bit of his trial and he sneaks around and this lady is the security guard is really not having it. And then one moment he, she comes in because he goes and tries to break into some place and she almost catches him. So she runs to see where he is, you know, the cliche of like, Oh, he better not be at home sitting there comfortable because I'm going to catch him. And he's of course in his bathrobe comfortable because he makes it just in time. And so she's sitting there and then he tells her that his dad died and how his dad, his dad life was a lie. So he's alive and all this stuff, just this, just this small, small, small little bit of information about him, about his dad's death and his like childhood. Very small. It's like a two minute scene. And yet that little scene causes her to like risk her entire life here. Cause he, he does the final thing and he's being attacked by fucking snakes, which of course, how fucking stupid is it that the last trial in this family that they've had for generation after generation after generation is you have to survive a pit of large snakes and his name is snake eyes. Like, could they not have fucking thought of a more clever way? Like that's just so fucking on the nose. It's annoying as shit. Like, come on. Snake eyes fighting a bunch of snakes. So fucking stupid. And so these snakes don't eat the pure of heart or some fucking shit like that. After their talk, this girl swings in and saves his life and then risks her entire involvement with this family she's dedicated her entire life for. Because they had a fucking two minute conversation. Like that's absolutely ridiculous. That is the dumbest thing. She was hating him the entire time. And then all of a sudden, two minute conversation. Now she's like, in love with him. It's so fucking stupid and kind of predictable. 
that I knew something was going to happen here. And so predictable, he doesn't make it. He gets out. The family is now, you know, searching for him. And he comes back to, of course, steal the jewel because otherwise the plot doesn't fucking move. So he steals the jewel. But this is where he is. So he walks in to steal the jewel and he pulls his fucking mask down. So he gets in there with his ninja. He's completely covered. You don't know who he is. He gets in there and he fucking pulls his mask down for no reason. Like if you truly want to get away with something, you would have your mask up. And if you knew what you were doing, you have your mask up. But it's because it's Henry Golden. We need to see his fucking face. And I hate that shit so much. And then, of course, you see him pull it, and it's so obvious that she's going to be standing behind him. And so she is, and then he's, of course, he doesn't have his mask on, so she knows who it is. It's the dumbest fucking thing ever. So you watch this uncomfortable conversation, and then this really terrible fight scene, like mini fight scene where she, like, is supposed to be this badass, and he just punches her in the face and runs. (laughs) Like, she just, like, she's supposed to be this incredible, and then within a second ruins her entire credibility as a fighter and he punches in her face and runs off super easy and i know you can be like well she didn't really want to fight him again why she's lived with this family for fucking decades and done everything to get to her position and after meeting this guy and talking to him for two minutes she then decides she's willing to let it all go that's completely fucking stupid especially since she's supposed to be this hard badass feminist kind of fucking trophy or monocle or i don't know what the fuck i'm trying to say she's supposed to be this thing of like oh women don't even and then she becomes gooey gooey around a guy and a guy punches her in the face like then she's weak to a man's charm it's like gross like what are we doing so then of course he like you know this entire time while he's doing he just is gonna get over his like he's just gonna he's gonna realize that his anger isn't going to do anything next you see that of course as he takes the jewel he brings it to the gentleman who commissioned him to get in the first place and the baroness and he grabs the jewel like okay this is (laughs) this is the craziest thing about it too is he comes to this place and gives the jewel and then the guy goes have fun and points to the building what I'm I'm just confused. So you're telling me that he came and he could have just walked in that building and shot the guy and not given the jewel. Like, did he come there with the impression that they were, he was going to give the jewel and they were going to like write down an address or did he know that the guy was there? And if so, why didn't he just ride in, go and kill him and then leave with the jewel? Like, it's just so, so weak. The entire like premise behind is just dumb. It's just super fucking dumb. It was just super frustrating because he walks in there. And of course, you know, he's not going to kill him because he needs to have character growth. He needs to become pure of heart. And so he sits there with this guy who killed his dad, who then you find out, of course, was commissioned by Cobra, which he just helped Cobra. Oh, what a great twist. So now he's mad because he actually ended up helping him. And so he doesn't blame the guy. He lets him live. He lets him go free. And then leaves. What the fuck? That is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Like, you're telling me he's not going to kill the guy who killed his dad or at least commission him to help get the jewel back or do something. He's just going to let him go free. This guy who murders people, who fucking murders people. 
he admitted it. And then he goes, I used to bullshit. You still fucking murder people. And you still need justice for those murders. He's just going to let them go free. Fucking dumb. Absolutely dumb. I don't know what they're doing to this character, but they're ruining him. So then, of course, he then heads out, he drives. They're all driving. Then there's a big last action scene, which is possibly the worst of all. It is the worst of all. So they have a cool motorcycle scene, but of course it has to be at night. Most of the fight scenes actually happen in the dark or at night. And I hate that so much because I know that isn't, that has got to be a direct, like a, a way to work around being held accountable for your choreography and your fight scenes because the, the dark, you can't see mistakes as well. And that pisses me off. I hate that. If you can't fucking create a fight scene in the bright lights of daytime, then go fuck off. So bad. Terrible action and ridiculous shit. So they fight and you just see a bunch of crashing of cars. And they, of course, this guy just is running havoc. Because you find out the jewel shoots fire. It's a fucking fire jewel. So he just has power to shoot fire. So he's basically burning. And so there's random times where he's in front of these people and he could light them on fire, but some reason why he doesn't. That's the thing that's frustrating too, is when they give characters this who have all this power, they give them pause for no reason. Like he has a chance to kill the person he hates. So he waits and gives them a chance to attack and then like super easy to fool. It's just so bad. It, it I don't even know how to finish the end of the movie. And well, the end of the movie, he falls into the pit and he gets killed, which I guess is pretty cool. I guess everything goes back to order and you find out, you know, he's, his dad was, of course, his dad was in fucking the GI Joes. That was obvious from the beginning, the way that they made him seem like he was, it was not a twist. The fact that his dad was Joes and then they took way too long and had this weird, awkward conversation. The dialogue here was just fucking terrible. It was just dumb and uncomfortable and just pretty bad. It's just, I'm done. It's just a bad movie overall. That's all I have to say. It's gross. So to sum it all up, I would not recommend this movie to majority of people. I'd recommend it to people that I did not care if they had a good night or not. But like, Hey, watch this movie. You might like it. You like shitty cinema. So I don't know if any of that was comprehensible or intelligible, but that is the, that is me opening up and reading the cinephile file of snake eyes, GI Joe origins. I will close the file and put it back to never open it again. It is so perfect and ironic that this movie is called snake eyes. Because it seems like it is a perfect representation of what happens when you go to a casino and you want to win big and you roll snake eyes and your entire night is ruined. Same thing with this. You go to watch a good movie and this is what you get and your entire night's ruined. Perfect fucking name for this movie. Snake eyes. All those involved in making this movie rolled the dice. Us going to see this movie rolled the dice. And guess what we all fucking got? We got Snake Eyes. And we all lost.
Thank you so much for listening. I do appreciate it. If you have any questions or any comments, you want to open up a dialogue and a conversation about this topic, please don't hesitate to shoot me an email at rowrowartistry at gmail.com. Otherwise, you can find me on social media at official rowrowartistry on Instagram or rowrowartistry on TikTok and other different social media platforms. So thank you. Like I said, I'm very grateful. And make sure you make today the best day yet. Take care. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate that. What the fuck is that?